In these uncertain times, it can feel like everything's lost. All your plans, all the promises you made, they seem out of reach, but life just keeps going. And the last thing you should have to worry about is finding a virgin for your demonic sacrifice. That's why Virgin Mates is working hard to find wise ways to stay safe from COVID-19 while still providing you with virgins for your sacrifices. Together, we can get through this. Together, we're stronger. Virgin Mates, we care. Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we're gonna rest some funny ass. Talking movies and having a bliss. It's the beaded podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Beat It. Wow, what what a heartfelt sponsorship. Uh, I'm really glad they came through at Virgin Mates. That was very, very sweet of them. Um, this is Beat Up Podcast. I'm one hit wonder and screenwriter Joe Cabello, and this is ghost talker Chris Osoda. What's up, Chris? Hello. Hello. I was trying to be ghostly, but that didn't work. That Yeah, it just sounded like you were nervous or something. Hello. <laughs> 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 Uh, awesome. Um, so yeah, today we're actually um, talking about the movie Extraordinary, uh, starring Will Forte, uh, Maeve Higgins, Barry Ward. Um, so uh, we're going to be excited to talk about that. I actually just finished it not too long ago. I think, Chris, you saw it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I watched it yesterday. Cool. So that's fresh, and that's on video on demand. So if you're immediately like, well, what is this? I haven't seen it. I'm interested. Go check it out. I think it's a pretty cheap rent and buy. And you know, on this podcast, we're very up on uh, wanting people to support movies, you know, mm-hmm. especially not just your trolls world, world tours, although <laughs> no disrespect really to trolls. What do you think about trolls? Um, I, at first glance, I just think better than minions. That's it. Okay, and because um, is this? Did you see Trolls at your job at the camp? Actually, that's like one of the only movies I didn't see. Somehow, oh okay, you escaped it. But pretty much every other kids' movie that summer, especially you see. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. So let's uh, not talk about Trolls because we haven't seen it yet. Although I will say I do want to see it. (laughs) Um, But I'll watch two extraordinaries for every price of Trolls. If that gives you some economic idea of how this all works. Uh, Let's talk about what we've been watching. I know there's one thing for sure. If you've been listening to the past episodes of the podcast, you know what we're going to talk about. Deus. And uh, so, well, well, okay, let's just say it before we even get into every topic, (laughs) any topic. We're not careful about spoilers on this show. Uh, I, and it's not that I don't believe, I, I think spoilers are bad if you haven't seen the thing. Gen- I want to say generally I think that. Um, but I, I also think it kind of depends on the thing. Mm-hmm. There's some things that I'm super passionate about and I want to stay, you know, I don't know, pure uh, for that first mm-hmm. viewing and maybe most things. But there's some things, if the spoiler is what got me to watch it and then I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm then fuck it yeah that's fine what do you think about spoilers in general 
Yeah, I mean, if if something is a if I consider something a spoiler that would ruin the experience, I wouldn't want to talk about it. But I feel like if it is something that, like you're saying, makes you passionate or like makes you love, really love or really hate something about a movie, as long as it's not mm. going to like ruin it for the other people and might possibly make it make them more interested in it. Yeah, or maybe like the story itself isn't necessarily spoiler driven. Of course, mm-hmm. like we know in most cases the the guy's gonna get the girl, the bomb's gonna get disarmed, whatever. So right. kind of talking about certain things doesn't really matter. But then you have your like six senses. Yeah. Where it's like dude, the you entire can't spoil. movie is like based on a spoiler. Yeah. And I guess in some ways, some many of the things we'll talk about will be in that, maybe in that regard. But I would like to think if we ever re, uh, hit something like Sixth Sense, oh. we would abstain from the big spoiler. But anyways, that's just out there, so um, that's, that's a threat, really, not a worry. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just uh, let's jump right into it um was there anything other than what uh i was mentioning that you've been watching uh, and we'll do the reveal even though i already said it but it, the reveal was a spoiler you'll understand in mere minutes um i i watched a couple shows this week i binged watched all of broadway <clears throat> no, no no broadway shows uh <clears throat> i watched uh that show Dave on Hulu. Oh yeah, of course. I'm I'm been watching every episode. Yeah, right. It's really great. I didn't, so good. I haven't. I heard a couple people talk about how much they liked it, and so I finally got around to watching it. And I just watched like all the episodes in like an almost one night. <laughs> yeah, and I'll. This is what my friend Bill Posley said. A uh, great writer, comedian. Uh, he just released a comedy music album too. Oh, so nice. Google his name, Bill Posley, a uh, comedy music album. We're talking about the show. And this was, I think, right around after, I think it was episode five, the um, where they um, go into Gaeta's backstory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you reveal that Gaeta, um, essentially the hype man to Dave, somebody he, he meets in the first episode of the series, he's bipolar and has mm-hmm. had some like issues in his life because of it. Mm-hmm. And that like episode is really like a, a lock-in moment for the series yeah where you're like holy definitely. shit you guys are like doing this yeah you know because it's such um it's i think it's like oddly comparable to atlanta and what atlanta, atlanta yeah. does as far as like it's heartfelt moments and mm. it's like a deep moments yeah so that's okay so before just to get ahead real quick after watching dave I ju- I binge watch all of Atlanta because oh, I haven't so seen, you hadn't that seen yet it before. Either. Yeah, yeah. But now seeing all of it, it's very what I how I would describe Dave is it's very much like if Atlanta and Master of None had a baby. Uh yeah, I I can sort of see that. See like that? it has a little bit more of like, the melancholy and realism. Yeah. Well, also like of, uh... there's episodes that dive deep into the supporting characters. And like their lives and backstories, but then yeah. the one thing I would say though, with comparing it to Atlanta, is that I feel like it's a lot more of a happy show than Atlanta. Yeah, it's it seems to be the more 
I don't know if you were to say the scale of like sitcom to melancholic drama, mm-hmm. Atlanta is definitely leaning more to the melancholic drama and Dave a little bit more to the sitcom. Yeah. Um, but to go back to like the point Bill Posley was making after that uh, episode five, it basically like starts with a really strong pilot that shows you exactly kind of what the series sets the tone of the series uh-huh. that this guy is like an outsider in this world but he's got talent mm-hmm. let's see where this goes um and then the second episode is like super deep like or not deep but it's uh it's just kind of like peeling a layer back to the show of he's being compared to Macklemore, like being replaced by Macklemore at the end of the episode. Yeah. And the first episode kind of sets it up like, oh, this is going to be like next week. He's in more hijinks and stuff. But you just see him actually just take this loss in that show, in that episode. And it actually feels kind of like a hit and not just a cheap joke. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the... Um, was that the third episode and the fourth episode are a little goofy, you know, but Uh fun, really good. Then they hit you with that fifth episode where it's just a game changer. Like anybody could tell, would say that's a good TV. Yeah. While the episode about him having sex with his sex doll. I don't think everybody, I wouldn't recommend that episode to everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Gata bipolar episode is just compelling, good TV, and Bill was saying he wishes they would have he they would have pushed that to like episode three or something, oh, yeah. maybe four, um, so that audiences can realize early on like what this show can do and that it's not just some silly dick jokes type uh-huh. of show because it's not it is that, but it's deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I just, I appreciate that it feels very, like, heartfelt and real when it's trying. Yeah, Dave is a very cool character. Yeah, he's, like, very honest. And a lot of the episodes go into, like, people's deep insecurities Mm -hmm. and showing that, like, it's fine. If you, like, if you love this person, it's okay, like... (laughs) It's a, yeah, it's, it's a compassionate show. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Dave cause he's super flawed, but yeah, he, he is good hearted. He's good intentioned. Uh, it's a really strong character and he's so earnest. I could see a version of that show, you know, any show set in the rap world. Cause that's why also the obvious, um, Besides the tonal similarities between Atlanta, obviously it's like about a rapper. And even there's the episode where um, it's an Andrew Santino, I believe, who plays the friend and roommate. Um, he becomes his manager and it's like very uh, Atlanta-esque, mm-hmm. you know, in the very surface level. Yeah. So obviously you can't uh, – there's going to be comparisons in that way. But it's uh, – it's just such a, a good time. I really love the the things it's bringing to the table, even when it gets really 
dirty and and stupid because I love that shit. But then once it hits like a Gata episode, they're pulling it off. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. I'm really glad you got to do that and got to binge it. It is pretty bingeable being at uh, short episodes. Yeah. Um, and that's still going on. Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was actually, I thought that the eighth episode was like the last one. So when I watched it, I was like expecting it to be the end of the series or the season, but I guess there's like two more episodes. Yeah. The season's still ongoing as okay. of now. So you'll be caught up at this point. That's cool um cool well uh so you've been watching that uh any other shows um other than what we'll be getting to the uh the secret show that we're gonna be talking about (laughs) one could say everybody's already like doesn't care or knows (laughs) yes i so yeah uh, i watched all of atlanta the last couple days too i had bought it i've only seen the the first season for like 10 bucks a while back like itunes or what um, yeah i think on voodoo it was on sale who do you do <laughs> do what remind me of the babe <laughs> um, i saw my baby crying hard as babes could cry what could i do yeah go on um that that show's great Yes, I've only seen the first season. I loved it, and then um, it wasn't on streaming. The second season was it, and then I fell off. It is yeah. now, but yeah, I haven't caught back up. I gotta check it out. So, overall vibes um, on that show. What were you, what are you thinking? Uh, it's it's really good. I think it's it has like it's kind of bleak. It's like really bleak, mm-hmm. and kind of sad all the time <laughs> but like the, the characters are all really compelling and interesting and the world is interesting and it all seems yeah, it very is real but i yeah you know i feel as far bad as the for bl- all the characters because it's always like they just get hammered and like, <laughs> fucked over and shit all the time yeah from what i remember the first season it reminds me of the type of bleakness that's in um Oh gosh, the the name just slipped off my tongue. Uh, it's the Star Show about the family with Emmy Rossum. Emma oh, Rosum. Shameless. Shameless. Yeah. It's kind of like a similar type of of torture and like pain these people are having to deal with. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, not exactly, but kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool how many seasons are there so did you see all of it yeah i did see all of it but there is just two seasons okay so and the second season i think is 10 or 11 episodes but it, that's also on my voodoo account so you could watch it there if you want because that's the reason i didn't watch it in the first place was because it wasn't on any streaming platforms you had to like buy it wait is it on your what account the voodoo who do you do? Do what? Remind me of the babe. I saw my baby. hard as babes could cry. Go on. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, uh, you can watch it there if you want. You know, there's one episode that I remember where um, Paperboy is on a talk show or like a panel. Oh, yeah. And there's all the commercials yeah, from all the season one. Yeah, commercials. And it was crazy, like, I felt like, uh, and I'm not saying this to say I'm, like, as 
good as them, but more just like it felt like they opened up a key to my brain. I felt like I would have written any one of those commercials, uh-huh. like as a joke. Yeah, because because they're not they're like kind of subtle. Like if you're they're, not paying and they're attention, super specific. You tell. Like, yeah, yeah, you might think they were a real commercial. Yeah, because when I was watching the episode at first, those commercials happened, and after like the first one, I didn't. I was like this is part of the show, right? And then I was like, what the fuck? I thought I bought this. Why are there commercials? And I was like, all right, it is, it is totally the show. Yeah. And honestly, like there's even been some like Geico commercials where I thought it was the show. So like, (laughs) you know, just commercials are written by funny comedians too. You know, like everybody works at, um, at, um, at ad companies and stuff. Um, so that's happened. So I could see thinking also that like a funny, legitimately funny commercial from like Atlanta might be a real commercial, especially when you have like commercial brain on where you kind of tune it out. Yeah. Uh, but that episode, I remember like really speaking to me where I was like, man, these are like, I think everything you're saying here is so like specific, but so what I am feeling and about, uh, and see in the world and think it's funny so loved it yeah did you ever see or hear about the season two episode the teddy perkins episode that everyone's always talking about? i yeah i heard a lot about that okay. and haven't obviously haven't seen it okay. uh but really really interested in seeing that yeah it's great <laughs> and then i'm like don't say anything about it now i'm upset about spoilers <laughs> once it affects me <laughs> what a bastard uh, so yeah um Another show, I just caught up on Westworld yesterday, or no, today. Oh, yeah, I'm one episode behind. I didn't see yesterday's episode. Okay. Um, tell me how you feel about this season's departure from being Westworld and being... <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, though. And being... <laughs> I mean it, though. And being kind of just this other thing that still has obviously all the elements that really were at the heart of what made most world work but is not necessarily the story we walked into yeah you know it's been it was like a long time since season two and uh i feel like like eight years right it feels like it it was like wasn't it like two years though it was, yeah. I, I remember after that season finale reading it was like going to be 18 months yeah. or something. And I was like, fuck, I, I just don't know if I'm going to give a shit. Yeah, it's like, I, I'll probably be stuck inside all day by then. Cause I, you know, I, I remember when I was playing with my, I was playing with a little glass vial of uh, COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. And I was just throwing it in the air. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I gotta look. (laughs) Might be in my junk drawer. (laughs) Yeah, so I think I kind of feel like I I was excited that season three was a departure just because I kind of felt like after season two, I didn't really care what was going on. So I thought Mm -hmm. maybe they had enough time to just retool it and do something else but now i feel like with this season they're doing stuff with these characters that i don't feel like i really have history with or i'm invested in so i kind of just Uh don't care what's going on anymore i'm just kind of like okay 
it's just a cool thing yeah like, like just things are just cool that are going on but that's totally what i'm getting from it because like and i i i don't think this is the case for everybody but dolores is like i don't care about what she's doing anymore i don't know if i ever really cared yeah, about what she was well, doing that's my problem with season two was i kind of just felt like they took away all of her character and personality and then they just made her this like villainous you're like, just a killer. blank bl- yeah just like a t- i go straight in a straight line killer yeah she didn't have any conflict so with her own with herself really and it kind of just yeah lost interest in here's that. what i here's what i think is there has helped the the series and hurt it is that the creators need to stay ahead of the internet because that was a big issue in season one and then especially season two uh-huh. was Reddit get people especially were, you know, trying their hardest to predict what was going to happen yeah, and things like that. And then ended, I think the first season or it could have been the second someone did. Yeah, the first and season, it, it was huge because the they, so. they knew that that younger guy was the older man in black from the past. And the, yeah, it might have been that. Yeah, so like it became a thing that they were always trying to chase. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with this new season, they're so attempting to stay ahead of everyone <laughs> and just throw shit out there that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And for that reason, it's compelling because it's mysterious, but it's not compelling because I'm not sure the story right yeah because they i can't they're kind of trying to make um the new main character i forgot what his name is but uh the guy from breaking bad aaron paul oh yeah aaron paul his character is like they kind of throw hints that he's he's uh like a robot possibly or some shit even though it's like c- clearly he's not going to be that would just be stupid but i yeah what does that help? yeah it's like what is that how is that going to impact the story or make it interesting at all yeah lost yeah sorry I had a, my cat was like clawing at my yeah, freaking doing door something. good we'll leave it on everybody <laughs> did you hear the noise hopefully you did after the edit it was it wasn't quite that uh yeah uh, but yeah the aaron paul yeah and there's just all these characters now that are from season two like jeffrey wright's character where it's like what are you doing like what is your character why are you here yeah, so many, so many of these, with the exception of Maeve, right? Yeah, uh, all all the robot characters, you're just kind of like, dude, you seem to be nothing. Like you don't have any like real actual personality. Yeah, and they're and they're like, and now five of these characters are actually Dolores. The and same. Like I don't yeah. care about her now she's five of the characters yeah now i have to keep track of that and also the (laughs) headiness of it yeah but that all that being said it's like i 
want to watch the new episode and i'm gonna watch the episode after that because mm-hmm. it's well done yeah. what's happening and it is cool all the des- the designs of the like futuristic city and the tech and the vehicles and stuff it's all so cool looking yeah i i do appreciate just the visuals and it's obviously going to be well produced so i'm, I'm going to stick on board but as much as i I, I don't think I have fond that fond of memories of the first two seasons. Yeah. I think you know, season I was one just watching it. was I liked season one, but then where season two went is when I kind of lost me. Mm-hmm. I did like the samurai stuff. Yeah, I you know <laughs> I I wasn't too crazy about it. I thought it was fine, but uh like the stuff with the the samurais that always was made me curious was like if you're in that park you're only using swords basically so like what if you get into any fight with any of the bad characters or whatever they can't actually cut you in westworld it makes sense because you're like oh the guns right they'll like yeah deflect and off it you. barely makes sense yeah it barely makes sense that's true uh, yeah, and so it's like with the swords, it's like, what do they just almost slice you and then just stop? I don't. Yeah, like, and why have the swords be sharp yeah. for the uh, the guys, the the robots? Yeah, so that's that's always one of the big questions I had for that world is like that. I feel like it would easily break your immersion if you got into any sort of sword fight with the characters, unless you were like um, the the last samurai and you had the chain gun. <laughs> Just yeah. Um, all right. Well, there's a there's a couple movies I watched that I really want to talk about. Okay. Uh, one is Gem and the Holograms, <laughs> based off the uh, old cartoon, which I actually didn't watch. I know it was probably on Cartoon Network or whatever was, the subsidiary. It was like an '80s was cartoon. Originally. Yeah. An 80s cartoon, and I, I know they must have played it on Cartoon Network or Kablam. Or Kablam, what am I saying? I'm just saying things that I think sound like cartoon. You know, Blamo cartoons, whatever it was. Um, uh, but I never really watched the show. Um, and I had heard really bad reviews of it when it came out in theaters, so I didn't go out to watch it. Uh, but I was like, this is the perfect uh, movie to watch while I play Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, so I, I went and did that, and what's really weird is, okay, the, the things about this movie, the first five minutes uh-huh. is a vlog uh, from the main character, who will, who is Jim, uh, and it, it does cut away to some things a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's like the most, it's the most expositional vlog yeah. of just like, I wasn't always this. I was always a little shy kid. Like she's saying, she's exactly. like, this wasn't going to be the opening of the movie until they made it the first cut and they realized that there's nothing in the beginning to explain it. Yeah, out. or you know, someone was like, "You guys need this." I I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but it has that. The uh the main song that the the holograms and Jem sing is "Young Blood." <laughs> And so it's like about being young like so you're young blood like we have young blood but it's like no that's like 
a slang phrase that like an older person will say to young people like especially gang members young blood yeah uh so it's just really bizarre <laughs> and it's it's the it's a really modern like internet age take on someone getting discovered and rising to fame mm-hmm. it's like that story but it's also feels so fucking dated uh-huh. for some reason like it's about someone going viral and becoming super famous but it also seems like it's not the way that people go viral it, it's not the way people have gone viral within the last like five years huh. uh which like that's it's too close so it really dates it versus it being like your classical uh someone gets a contract that because they were at a fucking coffee open mic and a uh, an executive was there or whatever, you uh-huh. know. Uh, but it was actually directed by John Chu. Okay. Step up <laughs> the streets. <laughs> Classic. We saw it. That we saw it in theaters. Yeah, and and he's solid. Um, love step up the streets. Love all the step ups, um, but despite all that, there were pl- there were moments where like it's super earnest, heartfelt messages of like being who you are and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was tearing up and like feeling it emotionally. Okay. So as much as I was kind of like knocking it and hating it, it would hit a moment every like twenty minutes that kind of made you uh, smell some onions. <laughs> so in that way i gotta say it was kind of fun but i think that movie really the main actress aubrey something i forget she's actually she's really good and she's a good singer she was on the show nashville okay uh, and everyone on there pretty much was a good singer uh but i think the movie probably would have done better if they used like a pop star like uh, a real right. pop star. Okay. Just who had the pop star name and people were like, you know, like when Miley Cyrus was doing movies uh-huh. and none of them did well. <laughs> yeah. Things, but I don't know if I've ever watched like her proper movie or did she have multiple movies? So I think she was a host. Mm-hmm. I think she did um, bad, like kind of like Joe Bob does of commenting on movies and hosting bad movie nights i think she was like a character like that okay and then she got so big she had a movie or whatever like where she played herself Uh so the movie she's playing herself but as if she is elvira Uh um but it's uh i think it was 1988 yeah 1988 and you know what it was really charming and funny elvira's just like such a, a such a great character um i think there's probably a better way to put this but like a will ferrell-esque character or not even that maybe a owen wilson-esque character who just like is constantly making jokes making light of situations doing ridiculous stuff without thinking about it <laughs> uh if for example she makes dinner for a guy she's having over and uses what she thinks is a cookbook but it's a spell book 
Uh-huh. And so she's pouring shit into it that's just disgusting. <laughs> and she's going to serve this to this totally normal guy. Uh-huh. And it's this disgusting fucking concoction that even if it wasn't a spell, is like obviously by visuals gross. And she's just that. She's like, oh, well, I hope he likes bad cooking. You know, she's just and making these corny jokes. I found it to be really charming. Uh, and it's... Uh, I th- the the plot wise it's just kind of a um it's almost like you don't remember the plot cuz it doesn't really matter it's like Elvira goes to a town where she gets an inheritance and gets a home because of it and the town doesn't want her there or like the powers that be okay. there don't want her there but then she makes a connection with the town type of story uh-huh. um and something with inheriting a magical book a magical spell book all this stuff but really it's all just like a vehicle for for elvira to do bits and jokes okay so i'd really suggest it it's a fun throwback comedy yeah it looks like she had like a tv series yeah i think it was she would host movies uh kind of like what uh, on shutter joe bob briggs this weekend i believe is uh season two of um his show on shutter is going to come out shutter is only 5.99 a month and uh i would love to do some movies that are on shutter uh for sure yeah because uh, we both have shutter and then we can always share passwords anyway if we don't want it <laughs> yeah well anymore. i mean, I committed against my will to a year subscription. Yeah, that's true. They got you. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, one other shout out before we get to the the next movie is Troop Beverly Hills, which (laughs) that's a movie that I've seen. uh, I couldn't even guess how many times when I was young. Uh, But it has it's been a long time. You know, it's probably 25 years or something since I've seen it last. Yeah. So I, I watched it recently and. Did you watch it on Disney? It Plus? really holds up. Uh, no, I think it was on um, Pluto TV, which is a free streaming channel. Okay. It's actually pretty sick to check out Pluto, t- Pluto TV. Um, but Troop Beverly Hills really holds up. It's super funny. The, uh, the intro animation like the opening credits uh-huh. is super funny like a bunch of gags in it uh to beach boys make it big uh and it's a really good opening and there's so many jokes and it looks like uh the ren and stimpy animator uh or like that art style okay and i think you could actually go on youtube and look up troop beverly hills opening and you'll see it there it's just full of gags and i remember it from having watched it so many times but I was able to catch so many jokes that my little brain either never got or forgot. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was super fun. And it was just such a, a trip reliving the movie and actually, actually it being better than I remember funnier. Uh, so that, that I, I wish more people were talking about that. <laughs> This movie came out in 1989? Uh, I must... Yeah, it's around there, probably. Yeah. It's almost as old as we are. Yeah. Elvira's... 
we're even older than Elvira's movie. <laughs> Damn. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about the show that we both watched. Oh yeah, Devs. yeah. Uh, actually, I was gonna say yeah, real quick that I did watch one other show, just two episodes, or the first two oh, episodes yeah. of the season, which was What We Do in the Shadows. Oh shit! Yes, the season two yeah. came out. Yes, yeah, right? so there's two episodes out oh, so man. far. Uh, they're both great. Oh man, yeah, I gotta see. I gotta catch up on that. <laughs> yeah. So it lives up to season one. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's like they never stopped making episodes. It's really great. I was really impressed with the fact that the show worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, the movie's so good, and it also feels like such as good as the movie is, it feels like an idea that could be just complete really crap. like office clone. Yeah. Yeah. Complete crap. Office clone. Easy jokes. Yeah. Um, feel dated, but they just have a way of really making it feel um, fun and everlasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. When the first season came out, I kind of, I was worried just that, Oh, are they just gonna do like a cheap copy of their movie? Yeah, because you're like, what? It's not going to be the same characters, and where else is there to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's nice that the characters they have are original, and not just the same characters or other actors playing the same characters. It's like they're all their own. Yeah, they're totally different characters, which is great. Yeah, and especially the um, energy vampire. Yeah, definitely the best part. Yeah, it's like the fact that that exists opens up so many doors so he's basically a vampire that um isn't like your typical blood-sucking vampire just by being so boring to talk to and droning on he'll suck your energy and that's how he feeds he can go um, kind of like me <laughs> yeah. yeah he can he, and like he doesn't have like the normal weaknesses of a vampire because He's a, it's like an emotional vampire or something. Yeah, I think that, yeah, emotional vampire. So he, he's so reminiscent of people, you know, (laughs) so that's, what's so great about him. And he opens up a lot of doors, I think, to what the type of jokes the show can make. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, for example, I think they could make like a comment that Trump is a vampire of a certain kind, Uh you know, like they could go that level. Yeah. That's true. With how they've set up the rules. Yeah, because that really is such a change in the dynamic that even if when you look at the original movie, it had nothing like that. So it's cool that the show can just be bigger than the movie even, even though it's a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I guess in a lot of ways it needs to be because it's got to, you know, hopefully survive seven eight seasons eight well 18 25 oh my seasons. god you just said show we got to get to the main review <laughs> so i just have to quickly say i've also binge watched the entire big show show big show show he has his own show he has his own multi-cam sitcom <laughs> what? about him retiring and then um his uh his daughter from a different mother coming and living with his new family. So, and all and these are all the actors. 
Uh, yeah, all actors, but a lot of WWE people are in it too. Like that, they just they're like obviously friends with Big Show because he's playing Big Show from WWE. Uh, okay. And it's such a sitcom-y sitcom. <laughs> like if if you hated Fuller House, you'll hate this. <laughs> but I loved Fuller House, and I loved Big Show Show. I fucking love it, and it's. I don't want to say it's bad, but I think my way of communicating to other people <laughs> is to say it's so bad, but I just love it. Mm-hmm. And it's just that it's so saccharine and, and you know, so those stories <sighs> that you see in, in multicam sitcoms. That it it feels but so it's much like, like so it's like every show. multicam sitcom except what if the main guy instead of being this like tubby fucking white guy it's like this big ass ex wrestler who's like yeah super so huge. he has wrestler friends uh-huh. and he's crazy That's like cool. uh so like if you don't it doesn't add anything new it's not so fresh or anything that if you don't like multi-cam sitcoms that you'll like it but if you like multi-cam sitcoms and it's kind of like a guilty pleasure it's and especially if you like wrestling it's worth checking out i don't necessarily like pro wrestling but i'm an old fan so big show is you know yeah still a big deal to you yeah yeah exactly but yeah i had to talk about that um don't want to talk about it too long because there's really not much to say <laughs> but we got to get to not the main review but the main thing we both watched on tv that we cover every single episode what is it devs uh correction <laughs> deus all right everybody <clears throat> this is some spoilers for devs um because the season finale just aired this week or this past week uh series like finale, april right? 17th or know. 16th series yeah actually it's a series finale is how it's been promoted okay. and hopefully how it stays because yeah. there's no reason to do another season i'm sure they could find a way and i'm sure there's a way to even make it good but it's not necessary yeah devs it ended we've been talking about it this show has been leading up to the fact that the um how would you describe the software or machine it can uh it predicts and not even predicts is incorrect it, right like it it, it shows, yeah, it shows the, future the future in the future past in all the variations right this... yeah and and especially the, uh, your variation or yeah. you know the the world's variation and they knew it was going to stop working at whatever midnight of the night of the final episode so i guess um give me your overall thoughts of the finale and then what the your overall thoughts of the series oh man it's cool it's pretty cool i think i like i i guess nothing in the end surprised me really but it was like mm-hmm. it was all entertaining and interesting the whole time. 
I just feel like none of it, it nothing happened that I was like, whoa, that's crazy. But it's not a it's never been a show yeah, about twists. Really. Like even from the beginning it, it doesn't seem to have been. Yeah. Like I guess there's sort of like um there's of course mystery to a degree and but even at uh pretty early on you know what was going on mm. that De- you know what devs is trying to do you know why sergey died and you know that uh that the main girl isn't gonna gonna let it go mm-hmm. you know uh, i think that's the power of it would, would um, so think? the final episode um how'd you like how it all went down uh it's cool it's every the show is just so like visually alex garland's style is like so interesting and to watch yeah especially the Everything device just looks so pretty and slow motion stuff and the music he, he just has yeah, like it's an atmospheric levels. show. Yeah, it's it yeah, it's, cool. it's um, I like the design of the just like gold shimmering. Uh, devs, I guess is what the building's name is, or Deus. <laughs> uh, but it's like you don't know if the it needs gold to operate, or if that's just a design choice by the designers. But I always wonder that as I'm seeing this like all these gold flaked walls inside that thing. I'm like, does that have to be this way? Um, but yeah, I was actually very um, surprised by how lovely it ended. Like the last shot in the last moment. Yeah. The, um, but also happy about it. Yeah. I think that I wasn't happy about it until she ended up with, um, the guy, the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, yeah, Jamie. her ex. Like, I, yeah, Jamie. I kind of felt like at the end, I was like, "This is really unsettling," because it's not real, but it is real. Yeah, and it's just like, kind of weird. Cause and it, and it feels the same to them as reality felt. Yeah, and it, and so you're like, "What the fuck?" They know it's it's they're in that world. So I just was mm-hmm. curious of like this is fine for you now, but like you're going to live the rest of your life in this simulation, knowing it's a simulation. Is that not going to get to you over time? Like things are going to happen and you're going to be like, well, fuck this. This isn't real, but you have to deal with shit still. Or they, or devs gets shut down. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, and your world is just over. Because like Nick Offerman's character is like, no, we're we're in like this. This is like our heaven now, and it's like, what's to say that something terrible doesn't happen again? To yeah, like after the point, or something like yeah. What? That's what's yeah, kind of confusing but, uh, about the end, where it's like they're like, this is fine, this is like our afterlife second chance, but the point like what's i don't know it's, it's kind of just like would you have felt better if um when they got rebooted they woke up um all outside in front of a church and everybody was there <laughs> including uh, and like then, jack and sawyer yeah jack sawyer kate 
So Jack's dad's there, and he's like, "What is yeah, this?" Christian. Christian. <laughs> we were waiting for you, Jack. Uh, would that have been better? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the fact that it's just it's going to be just that as the series, which hopefully it remains that, could be wrong as of this podcast. Who knows what news came out? But. I think that's great. It makes me want to rewatch it and it would actually make me want to buy it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't buy a lot of uh, TV seasons on DVD or digital, but if it's just one tight season like that, hell yeah, mm-hmm. I would buy that. Yeah. Cause it, cause it's so rewatchable. It feels like just a long movie. It feels like an Alex Garland movie. That's, you know, eight hours yeah. instead of two and a half exactly there's something about like a show like scandal great show but it's like i don't want to watch a random season again or buy one because it'll just feel incomplete so yeah devs a plus i think it stuck the landing i'm really glad i i picked it up and watched it right from the get-go and kind of got to have that slow burn of watching it and i think i will watch it again while it's online Mm -hmm. Because some of it I watched while working or oh, gaming yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and I feel like... And I think it's worth... It has kind of clues if on rewatch that kind of... Because the char- some of the characters know what's going to happen ahead of time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be really cool to, to look at it through that lens. Yeah. Um, well, awesome... Uh, any last thoughts about uh, Deus uh, before we jump into our review of Extraordinary? Did you did you laugh out loud though when he said Deus? And I was like, oh, of course, uh, this, I, this is the, <laughs> the, his like joke. It took me a mi- it took me a minute in thinking. No, he's not saying what I think he's saying, right? <laughs> yeah, like what did he say? Did he actually say Deus? Like, is he really doing that? Is he doing this? I just want all of his shows to be some sort of play on words of deus ex machina. Yeah, that people, um, it it only gets weirder and harder to decipher, but still very clear. Or what, he's like, he has a, I, the other thing I thought he was saying, he would have been funny is if he's like, oh, it's actually, uh, the machine is called Dave. Because it's also on Hulu. Oh, hi, I'm Dave. <laughs> I'm Lil Dicky. Hi, I'm Dave. Who's that? And it's just a long, elaborate trailer for... Or advertisement for Dave. They should have actually done a crossover episode at one point that would have ruined both the shows. <laughs> Dave's. <laughs> Yo, I'm Dave. I'm in Dev's. Yo, I'm in Dev's. I'm in Dave. <laughs> what uh yeah. well awesome um let's get into our review of extraordinary um uh oh but actually i had a question chris yeah. um have you ever looked around at a group of people and there's pretty much no way to tell which one's a virgin oh yeah that's a problem i have all the time that haven't because this is a big problem for me Especially when I need one for a sacrifice. So that's actually why I've been using Dick Rod's Dick Rods. 
Uh, the team at Dick Rods have mastered Dick Rods. Dick Rods, Dick Rods are 100% accurate and come in beautiful finishes like auburn, chocolate, and that white dude dick from that movie Powder. <laughs> Go to dickrodsdickrods.com slash beat it to get 30% off a Dick Rod Dick Rod. Uh, so we're talking... <laughs> We're talking about uh, um, the movie Extraordinary, starring uh, Will Forte, Maeve Higgins, Barry Ward, Claudia Doherty, directed by Enda Lohman and Mike Ayern. Uh, new directors, not much that I could see of their IMDb pages. Um, yeah, let's get into this movie. Uh, it's about Rose, a mostly sweet and lonely Irish driving instructor, must use her supernatural talents to save the daughter of Martin, also mostly sweet and lonely, from a washed-up rock star who is using her in a satanic pact to reignite his fame. That's from IMDb. Uh, Chris, uh, tell me um, how uh, what you thought about this movie. Uh, I thought it was really funny and very cute. And I felt like uh, it has a very... It reminds me of like a, a Jared Hess movie, like mm, uh, yeah. Napoleon Dynamite or something like that. Not not as extreme, not but, as like quirky, yeah, but, but there's like something. on a level with the I don't know the cuteness and how some things are animated, like with the the ghosts, how they kind of like mm-hmm. stuff. Just kind of gave me that same vibe. Yeah, but yeah, overall I thought. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was just like a cute movie to watch on a Sunday. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, it's got a pretty high Rotten Tomato score. Oh, does it? Uh, I think it's like 98%. Oh, really? Um, oh. Yeah, pretty wild because that's pretty high. Yeah. Um, and I knew nothing about it going into it. I think we had uh, sent each other to the trailer oh. and discussed it a little bit. But yeah, I, I think it was one of those that I just... Yeah, I clicked through the trailer because sometimes I just kind of want to see not what the movie's about, but the vibe. Yeah, like, like you kind of see the, the acting. Tone and you're like, okay. Yeah, like what music are you using, using the trailer? What are the visuals like? Mm-hmm. Um, how What's the acting style? And then from that, you can kind of see if you might be into it. Um, uh, but I was just like, okay, Will Forte, gonna see it. <laughs> yeah knew nothing about what was it about uh what it was about and uh i i really liked it i thought it was so much fun i thought i little nitpicky things i thought some of the humor was inconsistent but it was still funny yeah so it's one of those like like okay fuck off you Uh know type of things but it is i think it's the reason why that might be a valid criticism is just the fact that if the the comedic tone is varying you might not catch a joke uh-huh. because you're not expecting that they're going to use a certain like yeah the humor's gonna some go of those to jokes are very level. under the radar yeah there's some that are under the radar there's some that are a little more like in your face and like slapsticky so that can be sometimes jarring to where you miss a joke yeah uh, but at the same time it is very funny and cute, and I actually just would rather have a attempt and a miss at a joke than 
nothing else. I just appreciate jokes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I found it um, to be a delight and very charming. Yeah, it's like uh, Claudia Doherty is really fun. It has like a certain level of like whimsicalness to it too that makes it tr- so charming. Yeah. And I guess uh, shot in Ireland uh, is that a bunch of Irish and whomever else people in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not uh, not a mainly American accented film. I wonder how. Uh, and it just has a magical kind of vibe, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of uh, reminds me of like also. A little bit of like uh, Taika Waititi movies, a little mm-hmm. bit too. That might be <clears throat> the accents with all the characters. <laughs> yeah, but I I think there's also kind of. I don't think it's anything that is, uh, a group together outside of like uh, the different countries outside of america that makes films i think it's more the fact that like americans make a certain type of film that when you see the other uh films from other countries you're they all seem whimsical but really it's just because we're so driven to see this certain type of american film yeah but really they are they vary in their whimsy and (laughs) and whatnot uh but the movie actually starts with like a vhs uh, setup which i really liked yeah. that uh sets up the movie well that it's going to be supernatural which i guess i had an idea it was supernatural for sure but didn't really know to what length um but i always like vhs stuff and throwback type of uh uh like aesthetic mm-hmm. like that yeah they, they um, did a really, really good job it up. with their recreations of like 80s vhs screeners and kind of like uh infomercial stuff Mm -hmm. yeah while getting out certain aspects of it that kind of make everything else make sense even when you're maybe don't know fully what's going on you at least kind of have that as a guide and you can put things together versus not knowing what world you're dealing with uh, and I love the the logo. It's that yellow text. Yeah. With the Roman numeral year. I've seen a couple movies use that, which I really like. Uh, New Year, New Me is a, one of the Blumhouse Into the Dark Hulu movie series. Okay. Uh, and it has like that. And Overlord has, had one like that. I love that for some reason. It's just so fun. It makes it seem like a classic movie like from the get-go yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but uh one thing that i caught at the beginning but didn't really have time to digest was uh, that it says based on a true story at the beginning oh, really i actually didn't notice that so it's based on it yeah because i made a note of it and i was like oh that well that sounds like it'll be an interesting thing to reflect on and boy was it considering what happens later including a demon talking to them at at the least yeah uh so yeah that's weird i'm sure like with anything uh, i forget what movie it was 
but there's this one horror movie. It's it's uh, the strangers oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The, they the have one, masks the, and it's like based on a true story, like, like this killers. Yeah, a home invasion type of horror movie. Yeah, and it it was based on a true story, but <laughs> that was like how it was sold. Yeah. But I guess the true story was just like the producer's neighbor had gotten scared because someone knocked on their door one night. What? Really? Like it. And then they were just like, can we get away with saying it's based on a true story? Yeah, because I, I just assumed it was based on a true story only in the sense that some people came to a house and killed someone. So what exactly happened, that's all left to them to make in the movie, but... The story is just someone was murdered yeah. by strangers, which I'm sure happens. It would be worth looking into, which we have, haven't done. <laughs> uh, but we meet this character, Maeve, or not this character, Maeve, but uh, uh, Rose, who's played by uh, uh, Maeve Higgins, and she's very good and very charming. Um, mm-hmm. She basically... Uh, the part I really love to give off her character is she's looking through her fridge after she gets home and just taking off her pants while she's looking through the <laughs> yeah. fridge. And I'm like, I so get this. It's that's what we do. Yeah. It's, it's uh, so I've cool. had, there, there's a lot of moments like that, mm-hmm. like small character things that they're not really putting a, a button on, but are happening. Yeah in the background they just kind of add to what's interesting about the characters without really forcing it down your throat yeah i appreciate that there's so much of that in it uh, i thought they did really um interesting things with revealing how she has powers like when she checks her her phone messages and people are calling her for, uh, I think her phone message says, like, don't call me about that other thing. Call me about my driving school. People are calling her about that other thing, which is she can help them with their ghost things. Yeah. And the whole movie really ties together because then later she meets this guy who is being haunted by his wife, who is a fucking bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody, to even say it. But she's, she ends up actually being a badass later, but... Uh, anyways, he's getting haunted by that, and he lives with his daughter. Um, but the way it all ends up tying together is they need to uh, save his daughter from Will Forte. Uh, because Will Forte wants a virgin to sacrifice. That's why all those virgin companies are trying to sponsor uh, advertise on our show, and we were very thankful for them. Um, but then to save the daughter, they need to get the ectoplasm from seven ghosts and rub it on the face of the daughter, which we never get to see. Yeah. Unfortunately. And <laughs> what does that matter? Uh, so then who has access to seven ghosts? The girl who's had the phone messages. <laughs> So I, I felt like it was all um, – that was a very long way to go through all the plot points very quickly to say it all really ties together nicely in a way where you're like, oh, this is why I'm uh, watching this story. Some movies, they can go wrong because you're like, oh, this all could have been anybody. 
what the fuck yeah while something like that when it can all tie together it, it definitely feels uh a little more worth investing in did you feel like at any point the, the uh husband character martin martin that he actually yeah his name is martin <laughs> yeah. martin which is already it's kind of similar to dick rod's dick rod <laughs> yeah, which actually. is our sponsor um it's it seemed like there was not any character moments where he was particularly interested in Rose's character romantically, like in himself. Actually, it, it's like I, they kind of just said he is. He, it kind of it was weird. <laughs> it like he he made her the sandwiches and stuff, but like he didn't know her before yeah. that. So it really, like that was the most romantic thing. He did. Yeah. It is a little bit more of like just shoving it down our throats, <laughs> but we kind of believe it yeah. because she said, she really says it more than yeah, anyone. She's the one who's oh, like, we liked each other. We're into each other. And you're just like, yeah, is he the, which definitely we have to get to talking about the culmination of their relationship. Yes. But, uh, um, basically i love how martin martin's getting abused by his wife at home (laughs) even though she's dead because it felt like it felt similar to the invisible man but if the main character was a man and everybody knew the weird thing was true (laughs) but we're just like dude come on do something about it because he's just getting the shit beaten out of him by his ghost wife (laughs) and the and the daughter is just like dad what the fuck like we gotta do something she's like you can't let her nag us from the grave dude she... yeah yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah because like at one point he puts a dish in the wrong spot in the dishwasher and she throws it across the room and he's like oh i'm sorry she breaks it i'm sorry I, I put it in the the bowl spot instead of the dish spot he's really abused like that's why i called her the bee earlier because like he's literally abused like everything that happens to him is coded yeah or like typical abuse that's true because the first thing that she does to him is she slams open a drawer in his face or cabinet door yeah and it gives him a big like black eye bruise over his eye and which he hides from everybody with different excuses yeah and at first you're like oh he he like the house is haunted, but he doesn't know. But then you find out, no, no, he does know. It's his wife. And he totally accepts that she just slammed him in the face when he wasn't even doing anything, right? Wasn't he just getting ready for the morning? No. He didn't want to wear the shirt that she yeah. laid out for him. <laughs> so she hit him. <laughs> like, she's so seriously abusive. It's insane. <laughs> She does come around in the end, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and there's also um so Will Forte comes in. We we set up that this um Rose's character doesn't want to do that life of going after the ghost because she accidentally killed her father. Spoiler. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh now, it does start with and her. That's, saying that she killed her dad like at the very beginning she's yeah like, that's true i'm sorry dad sorry I, what did she say she kept saying like tore you apart yeah like i, I mutilated you or something 
Yeah, which I'm sure she did. If you've seen, he gets hit by a semi truck, and if you've seen uh, the Bride of Chucky, <laughs> I, I then you've seen a guy get hit by a semi truck and he explodes. <laughs> And that's actually canon as far as cinematic uh, semi That's what happened in uh, Final Destination, right? Pretty sure, same thing. Um, That sounds Although right. Although not in... Uh... Shit. Mean Girls. Rachel McAdams. Mean Girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we don't exactly see it, though. <laughs> Uh, but Will Forte comes in. Will Forte is playing a uh, one-hit wonder type of musician who's come to Ireland and is uh, trying to get that next hit song. So he's going to make a deal with the devil to get a virgin, sacrifice a virgin, and then get his musical ability. That's how it all ties together with him because he's going to get the virgin that his dick rod finds, which is Martin Martin's daughter. Uh, how do you think of uh, Will Forte in this? He's pretty much being Will Forte. Yeah, just classic, classic Will Forte. I just wish there was more of him, but yeah, understandable. He must have not had to shoot. Yeah, he's not totally in it. And there were with the other characters for a long time. Then it goes to Will Forte, and it almost starts to feel like a different movie. Yeah, it's like. And you're like, wait, what? It's like an episode of Last Man on Earth, suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, what's going on? Then you see how it starts to connect. Um, but that was also what was kind of exciting about it. Yeah. Because I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, what, what, okay, Will Forte, how's he going to tie in? And then it uh, it all comings, comes by. But actually, because of that, I kind of knew the ending before the ending um so obviously spoilers a thousand percent already 20 minutes ago but um they summon the demon astroth and he's like dude your daughter's not a she's not a virgin oh right and then the daughter reveals it's through uh lesbian sex that she lost her virginity which and then it's it's actually Rose. He's like, well, I'll take that one. And it's revealed Rose is a virgin. Mm-hmm. Well, originally when uh, Will Forte first comes and you discover, okay, he's trying to find a virgin because he lost his other one. Oh. I was thinking, oh, I guess he's going to come after Rose. I bet she's a virgin. Right. <laughs> so I was thinking that oh. then. <laughs> I was like, oh, of course they're going to come after that. There you go. Yeah, and that that did cross my mind too because I was like, when he does end up, he's guided by the dick rod to the shop where the daughter works. But Rose is also yeah. Does there. the dick rod not work? But the dick rod like he should have got a dick rod's dick rod. Her, the daughter's side of the building that she's there in. So yeah. Like, okay, but yeah, and you know what's funny too? Actually, I have. A, I was just curious when. She says, like, oh, I'm not a virgin, but wh- why does it have to be with a guy? And she, like, implies that it was with a girl. But then yeah. the Rose's character said she's had sex before. And then they said, oh, it doesn't count if it's just the tip. That's what the demon says. But, yeah. Like, so the tip by of his the dick rule. doesn't count, but lesbian sex does count. 
So yeah, uh, it must have been good lesbian. Pretty sure that. And actually, when that demon first, <laughs> that demon, I actually really liked how the CG. Yeah, looked. it looked great. It did. That's true. I don't know what it was because it does look cartoonish, but I think it's just that perfect sweet spot mm-hmm. where it looks like how a movie should look. Like, yeah, that's not a fucking real. We know it's gonna not gonna be a real demon, and it's just like a sheet over a a figure. Yeah. Um, it's nothing like too crazy either. And whenever he talks, like the the sheet sucks into his mouth. It's like pretty creepy and cool, and looks a little cartoonish, and it just works. I'm like, I buy it, and he's yeah. <laughs> he he shouts. They're talking about it, and they're just like having a, a quibble about it, like. No, I did. I did have sex, and he says, "Only the tip went in." <laughs> he like yells yeah. it, and he's like, he like says it in a way that's like he's one of the homies. <laughs> it's a truly amazing moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh... So they they need to basically save the daughter because she gets the spell put on mm-hmm. her. Uh, so they need the ectoplasm of seven ghosts. So the ectoplasm is basically like a semeny substance <laughs> that Martin Martin or whomever spits out of their mouth in big globs. Well, yeah, when they <clears throat> they channel a ghost within them to um, exercise them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Rose will channel a ghost to get into Martin Martin mm-hmm. and then exercise him from Martin Martin where Martin Martin spits out semeny subjects <laughs> stuff. Yeah. They need seven of that. So what I don't understand is the first night they they find out that the daughter is being like possessed or, or whatever. She's like locked in a moment mm-hmm. where if they w- wake her up, she'll explode. So they put like a a waiting spell Mm -hmm. so she'll be at least safe. But they still need the seven ghosts ectoplasm. They get one ectoplasm. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, well, cool. I'll see you tomorrow night. We'll get some more. (laughs) Yeah, I think. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Why didn't they go go out the rest of the night looking for more ectoplasm? What happens is doesn't the dad doesn't he like because it's his first time he like passes out and then they wake up in the car the next morning and she's like oh he, he was like oh what happened and she's like oh you got the ectoplasm but you're super tired yeah i i believe so but they still seem to yeah wait. no because i think then like, they're like okay well we'll just do it later today the rest of them it's like yeah like no go because <laughs> they're like whoa that uh the full moon that's gonna have to happen as soon and it's like dude get the shit <laughs> yeah save your fucking daughter yeah I, I, that part just kind of bugged yeah me. well a part of that that i thought was interesting and stupid is like the last one they're like oh we need one more but oh man we don't have like any more hauntings and she's like i know of one and then they drive to the cemetery and she shows him his wife's grave. And she's like, mm. we need to exercise your wife. And he's like, you're right. Let's go back to the house to do it. Why didn't you just go to the house? Why did you have to go to her grave? 
Yeah, you know, I was thinking that too. I guess if I, I'm going to defend the movie, it's because the wife would have. Uh, uh, like they wanted to talk about it before you know, like, just jumping on her and trying to. Yeah, but I think it's supposed to be more like a emotional yeah. moment of like you needed to see her grave to say goodbye. Yeah. But then that doesn't really even happen. <laughs> His wife is just a, a bad a bad one. Very bad woman. Very abusive. <laughs> I'm like so against her, it's almost unusual. <laughs> I really I really enjoyed the wife's character though. At the end with No, what she they ends did. up being cool. Yeah. But yeah. before that it just seems like she's literally just causing them pain and suffering. When her daughter's in trouble. That's kind of yeah, what's most like, bothersome. She's preventing them from doing an exorcism. It's like your daughter is going to die. And not just die. Yeah. Go to hell and be tortured for eternity or whatever. And you're sitting here fucking with them. This is like your Billy Madison on the rug talking about the dog <laughs> moment. You, you lost your dog. And you're just going to go... Look for him for an hour. Get off your ass. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really just surprising movie, and the plot is different and weird. Mm-hmm. And I think it does have some, like, that odd lull of, why aren't you guys looking for the ectoplasm right now? Mm-hmm. But even that lull serves, a, serves an interesting purpose, and there's fun stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. Like her, like Rose meeting Winter and um, and all that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I I thought it was really super original. Yeah, definitely, it was a very unique ghost demon movie. You can't write this stuff, which is why it was based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, you really can't. It's interesting because I'm curious. When they say based on a true story, I wonder if they just mean, like, there's a couple that said they're ghost hunters and that's it. That's the extent. Yeah, most likely. They used to do a driving school, but the woman met the husband through it. Yeah, it's going to be something like that. And they died in a (laughs) murder-suicide later, years later. Spoilers, dude. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, but yeah, we should wrap up our thoughts on this. Um, any any last moments you want to talk about, or any yeah, did you, uh, you last want to talk thoughts? about what they do to beat the demon? Oh yes, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so as we had mentioned, Rose is a virgin. So when the demon finds out the daughters, and he's like, "I'll take that one," so she starts to get slowly sucked into his hole. <laughs> I don't like how I'm saying this already. <laughs> uh, she slowly gets sucked into like the uh, the chasm of hell. Um, so <laughs> Martin Martin like is like, no, I don't want you to go. She's like, well, there's one way you, you could save me if I'm not a virgin. So they start having sex as they're slowly sliding towards the chasm of hell. <laughs> what were you screaming during this part? <laughs> I was just um, very happy that that guy could perform under that much pressure. I know, like, 
I mean, I was hard while watching it, but I can't imagine being there and like getting hard. Her legs actually didn't even seem to be open at all during any of it, but I'm sure that's maybe an acting choice. But uh, the yeah, the fact that like I love too that they both make faces as if they came. Yeah, I can understand him coming. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think like 15 seconds slowly moving towards a demon who looks like he's out of the Christina Ricci Casper movie is going to make any girl in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe her facial reactions were more just because she was so excited that she was actually having sex for the first time. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but oh, one thing I want to talk about though is so in the end scene, um, in the, during the end, they try to exercise the wife out of Martin Martin, and so she becomes like stuck inside him, and they switch between her character and his character, and you usually can tell the difference because a cigarette the wife smoked, so a cigarette pops out of her mouth every time she he turns into her, and she. They, she needs to fight um, Will Forte's character at one point, so she, or they need to fight him, and the the husband sucks at it. So the wife takes over control of the body, and she's like fighting for him. And that whole bit I thought was like really funny. Yeah, I could almost see a movie that was yeah. that, and I'm sure there there must be a movie that is somewhat similar. To yeah, because what I was thinking with the end of it was kind of like. This would be an interesting TV show of them like hunting ghosts, and then the the husband has the ex wife inside him at all times. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a with the same kind of you know tone and vibe of the show. It'd be cute. Yeah, I would really like, like ghost that ghost hunting show. But um, yeah, so like when they're having sex sex at the end, they finish. And then the wife, like, pops out of Mar- Martin Martin's character. And then, like, the Rose is like, oh, I get to tell people I had a threesome for my first time. And there's, like, <laughs> some good bits yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that's so true. But, yeah. And he, after he spits it, come. <laughs> that's true. It looks like it. It, it does. Yeah, that whole ending, it's ridiculous. We've been watching so much satanic stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm into it. I don't know if it's a moment or if it's just, you know, some particular interest you and I are both into. I think there just seems to be a lot of uh, satanic-style movies coming out. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> horror movies. We both like horror movies and... There's a lot of them that are yeah. demonic and of that nature. I disagree. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, cool. Yeah, I would definitely highly recommend this movie. Yeah. And I think there's so much there that even if you listen to this whole review and you think you get the movie, which I'm sure there's no way you even come close to getting it full. <laughs> um, it, you, 
um there's so much laughs and so many jokes in it that you're gonna have a good time uh and we want to have uh directors like this make more movies yeah all right cool well this has been beat it movie reviews if you like the show please leave a review or reach out to us on twitter i'm at joe cabello on twitter uh chris is at rebirth project on twitter uh, you can check out my comic book about a second grade black belt who fights his evil new exchange student, a giant robot at black belt, robot, black belt, champion.com robot, black belt, champion.com. Uh, Chris, anywhere else people should check you out. Um, Anything else you want no, to say? No, no, but actually I wanted to ask, did you want to say a double feature for this movie? Oh, good call. I forgot since I had just watched it so quickly. <laughs> Before recording yeah. this, uh, yeah. Uh, why don't you, uh, why don't you say yeah, yours? Yeah, sure. I kind of have two different ones I was thinking about because I had mentioned it's like a Jared Hess movie a little bit. I was gonna say <clears throat> you could watch this and uh, Gentleman Broncos because oh, nice. I feel like uh, Jermaine Clement's character in that movie is similar to Will Forte's character. How it's like a mm-hmm. guy that's kind of famous and fucked up Robert Chevalier <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah so I would say that and then um the the other one I was talking about was how it's kind of reminds me of a Taika Waititi movie so I was gonna say Hunt for the Wilder People also Oh, nice. Yeah, I think that would be kind of fun. Same level of, like, whimsy. They're, they're whimsical, yeah. but totally yeah. different, like, subject matter. Uh, good choices. I'm going to say double down on a goofy hell night and watch this and Hell Baby. Oh, yeah. I think that's kind of a... Uh, a, a fun way to go. It might be an overdose on, on hell... <laughs> satanic comedy (laughs) but i think if you watch um this movie first extraordinary that way when the cocktails are really kicking in by the second one you're just just ready for some laughs without much meat um meat all right well cool thank you so much for reminding us of the double feature Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Uh, I think there's some uh, things coming up soon. I believe Lovebirds might be coming out on Netflix oh, yeah. next week. I think. Um, if it is, I think we'll end up doing that. Um, but stay tuned. Feel free to reach out to us. We always like to hear from you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Happy 420. At least it's better than a car crash. And we're gonna write some funny ass. Talking movies and having a blast. It's the Beat It Podcast.